This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, good evening, everyone. Good evening, Amy. Hello, Dave. You okay? I'm I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. First of all, welcome to everyone in the uh, the chat. We should hopefully have a fantastic show tonight. Obviously, Wolves have lost the game, two 0 to Tottenham Hotspur at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And I do want to say a big, big thank you uh, to our partners for this uh, Spider VPN who are the uh, main sponsors for Extra Time, obviously providing VPN services. You can find their link in the description below. Amy, what did you make of the game? Um, It was just a lacklustre end of season. No one's got anything to play for performance, really, wasn't it? So that was just the the vibe that I got from it. It looked like a pre-season friendly with no fans. So that's, that's what I took from it. I don't think... Wolves weren't great. Spurs, I don't think, were great either, to be honest. Um, I think they just looked like two teams that were very, very ready for the end of the season, and I felt the same. <laughs> no, exactly. I th- you know, I think there was a lot more on it for Spurs. And it, again, it, I think Nuno's experimenting at the moment. Loads of people saying uh, hello to us in the chat, which is great. Thank you for, uh, for joining us. And we've got some fantastic guests uh, lined up again tonight, Amy. Um, we, well. We've got, um, first up, we're going to have uh, Craig, uh, who, for those of you who know, will recognise him. He played the uh, the tuba at the last match after boing boing in the, uh, the baggies down and uh, the other Albion team. We broke the jinx. Young Thomas is here. We've got Paul. Uh, we've got Wolfman Jeff all the way over in the US of A. And we should be joined shortly by uh, Tottenham YouTuber Chris Cowlin. Um, he, um, I was on his preview before the game. He's like a very big Tottenham YouTuber, and he's going to come on to give the Tottenham uh, view as well in about fifteen minutes' time. So, um, you, are we, we going to get your um, man of the match and your player rate and your <laughs> performance rating before we get on to starting with Craig, mate? Um, 
Yeah, I think it's got to be Cody, really, for Man of the Match. Um, it was quite funny on the commentary when they were trying to give it to Cody, even though Wolves lost. But I think from a Wolves' perspective, Cody definitely kept them in the game. I think without him, it could have been a bit of a, a wash, a, a whitewash by Spurs today. Um, and I'm going to go for a five overall because the performance, it wasn't great. I don't think it was... Bad. I just think it was lacklustre and it just gave you that vibe. So I don't necessarily, I don't think they played bad like they did against Burnley, for instance. I just think it was just a bit of a nothing performance, which is why you kind of got to go mediocre with it, really. Um, I'm wondering if you've had a chance to watch my uh, instant match reaction, Amy, because I, I gave it to five and I gave it to Cody as well myself. It's like so great minds. Think Absolutely. Along. I know. Absolutely. We're, we started to agree on a load of stuff, which is scary. <laughs> um, Adrian, uh, and a few people have been asking how they can get on uh, on screen to talk to us. All you have to do is message the Always Wolves uh, Facebook page, uh, send them a message. I'm just popping the link in the chat, put it up on the screen for you there. Um, drop the message, the admin will send you the link and you can get on the show with us i think it's fair to say amy we need to get over to the callers and yes. we're going to be first off i'm just going to change the back banner as i have to look professional don't we mm -hmm. uh, there we go we're going to get craig up first so here he is starting the show tonight hello craig hello dave okay. hello amy how you Hi, doing are you okay? all right yeah. thanks how are you yeah really really well thanks david how's your health after your jab Oh, yeah. I had my second um, COVID jab on Monday, my second Pfizer, or as my, as my dad calls oh, it, yeah. the second pizza. And um, <laughs> I, had absolutely, I had absolutely no side effects the first time. So I was thinking, walk in the park, boop, went in and had it done. And then I started to feel unwell on the Monday evening. By Tuesday afternoon, I was flat out on bed sleeping because it just zonked me I had aches felt a bit better wednesday and then i was playing manny at tennis on uh, on thursday <laughs> so fully recovered uh, yeah we played tennis in between the showers uh, we played three sets um three good sets actually and halfway through the second set it absolutely the heavens opened and it was torrential rain for about 10 minutes but because we're hardcore we carried on and then it, we fly through. We we're absolutely drowned rats, but it was. Uh, I managed. I had to get my tennis in, you see. So I managed to get it in. Mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm. I'm feeling all right. Have you uh, had your second one yet? Or no, I've. Uh, mine's mine's booked for the end end of, of this uh, this May. So yeah, you know, I'm. Uh, I've heard that the, you you were feel really really crap after the you know second one. So. Well, well, it depends, actually. It depends. My parents were both fine after theirs. Okay. So it, depends. it just depends. Yeah. Have you had yours yet, Amy? I'm, you know. No. I've probably it's not got down to, to, got down to the twenties yet, has it? <laughs> not got down to the twenties, no. She's far so. too young and fit. There's mm. <laughs> a lot of running. That's for sure. I'm, but I'm, I'm, 20, to I'm 28, so it's going to be a while yet, I think. So yeah, I, mine, I got so. mine because I'm in group six because of my leukemia. So, mm. I, you know, I'm, I'm 
like fair faced and young as well. But that's mm -hmm. the reason I, I managed to get mine. Um, but uh, Craig, let's get on to talking about yeah, the game. Let's go. Um, I think we've got um, some reasonably strong points to make tonight in the right way. So crack on. Yeah, um, I can't wait to the end. Um, <laughs> I feel that, Craig. You, you too, Emma. It's just you look and you think to yourself, you can, you can, you can see that they're busting a gut, but it's just doing absolutely nothing. We, we just don't look anything like we've, we've uh, played it over the last two to three years, and it's, and it's really hard to watch. And the mistakes, I mean, you know that both goals really. Samado knows that Cody has got to be the last man always. He calls them up. He holds the line. And Samado plays him on yet again. Um, he's got he's got lots of, of work to do over the next three to uh, four months because for a guy that costs that much money, he, he screws up far too many times for me. Um, Hoover... I really, really felt for, but but that mistake was really sloppy, wasn't it? You know, the second goal, he went to bits after that yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but uh, Dave, that that ball should have gone out in the you, you know stands, just 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 whacked out, and he missed yeah. about it. And he's nineteen years old, and he's got lots to learn, and he'll learn from that. Um, that should have gone into row Z. He basically tried to be clever to get. Yeah, into the he tried form. to be too clever. He did. Um, our number one again, Rui, was just just brilliant again, isn't he? And Cody was stunning, absolutely man, man of the match. Um, Adama today looked absolutely brilliant, really sharp, but nobody to play with him. Absolutely nobody making runs, runs for him when he got past. Two to three players. There was absolutely nobody there uh, for, for him. Well, there was yeah. that one chance where he put it uh, on for um, Fabio when he crossed it. He pulled it across. Yeah. And Fabio went with his right foot. I think he should have just put his left foot through it because he was running onto it and he tried to hit it with his right foot, which was the hardest one to do. And obviously, he skewed it right. If he hit it with his left foot, it would have been full on. Straight well, to David, you're absolutely right. But an absolute major, major point for me again. Is the chances we had some really, really good chances, and we can't put those chances away. And you know, in the prem, if you don't put your chances away, you're going to get murdered at, at, the, at the other other end. When you've got the likes of Kane, Son, Ali, yeah, you know, you have to take your chances, and and, and we try to be too clever. I mean. Um, you know, silver in in the second half when when that uh, cross came came uh, to him, he like tried to soft side side footed in, put your blooming foot through it. Yeah, yeah. really, 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 really <laughs> it. First half though, Dave, I, th I thought we looked organised. We worked hard. We uh, kept our, our shape really well. Second half, I just, we were awful. We were. I think it got. I think. To let that goal in just before half time, I think probably really didn't help um, the mental state at all. And I think it was just playing catch up from there, and there was no, there was no real spark going up front um, after in I the think, second half at all. I, th I think what you said, that mate, about Spurs weren't any great shakes. 
No. And, and we looked positively lacklustre. Um, you know, and and the young kids, what a great chance for, for them to make a uh, name, name for themselves. And nobody grabbed it today, which was really disappointing for me. I'd have been busting a gut to, 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 like, to like play really, really well. And they didn't. Yeah. But injuries and the perfect storm this year, which is why I cannot wait till the end of this season. I've had enough. It's been it's been a hard watch. Love my team. I, I, you know, love uh, you know our uh, you know Nuno's an absolute star for for me. He must he must stay. Nuno must stay. Um, but who who we he did waver he did waver for a little while in a few not so long ago though didn't you wavering a little on Nuno yeah I've never wavered on Nuno no, you're not. No, no never 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 ever he's he's cute he knows where we need to go and he knows what we need to bring in whether the owners will is another matter but he's 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 just a great great guy he's he's got class all the way through him. And I think some of the players haven't done him, you know, well, really, this year. Um, and I'm disappointed. But, and the injuries have been awful. Absolutely catastrophic. Yeah. So, and, and the one nice thing for today, when a goalkeeper scores a winning goal against you, <laughs> in the 95th minute, oh, life yeah, that was that, quality today. Life ain't so bad, is it? You know? When you're staying up and a goalkeeper from the opposition, I know. At least, minutes. though, at least they didn't. The Spurs, Lloris, or how do you say, Lloris? I can't say it. The Spurs goalkeeper, no good. Lloris. Lloris. At least he didn't score against us. So. Yeah. <laughs> so um, at least we didn't have that. <laughs> yeah. So the performance, uh, Dave, uh, four out of ten for me uh, because oh, the, yeah, yeah, the second half was so poor. Um, and Cody, man of the match, Patricio and Adama, not too uh, far behind them, but the rest have uh, really been poor today. Really poor, I'm afraid. But there you go. We got next season. I think season. they need a holiday. They do all need a Amy, holiday. Amy, they have worked their socks off for us. They've had no break for nearly two years. Um. And you know they they need some time. Do you know what that, you say? You say that I, I realised today that it's four weeks today. The Euros start. Thing is, I don't think actually many of them will actually be at the Euros. Though to be fair, there's obviously Neves, Patricio, Matinho, Semedo. I don't know because Semedo didn't go. Semedo didn't go in the. He wasn't selected in the last one. Uh, you got right Cody. So, so Jota won't be going though, by the sounds of it. After what he's injured again. Oh gosh! Yeah, he's injured. He's got. He's having another scan. He's, he's definitely out to the end of the season for Liverpool. So that puts him in danger of missing out on the uh, on the Euros. So it's a shame for for him. Um, but. At the end of everything, wolves are still in our blood. They're in our hearts, and absolutely nothing's going to change that or move move that on. 
They're just the arrow team for life. End of story. Absolutely. Absolutely, mate. And uh, to be fair, you know, we've got – it's the end of the season. I'm quite – I mean, me and Amy have been saying it for a while now. Can the season end so we can just, like, reset? I want us to – I want us just to get to the end of the season – you know, we'll never. I'll we continue talking about Wolves and all the stuff that's going on throughout the summer, obviously. But we can just focus on, you know, the Euros and Eurovision and things like that, <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. Uh, just to, you, you know what I mean. Get to the end of the season, get the players fit, come back next season and go again. And I think I, I know lots of people are quite. Don't think we will, but I think we'll be yeah, we'll be better for it next season. Craig, thank you very much for joining me. Talking the show. Take care. Cheers, mate. And thanks to everyone that's uh, commenting in the uh, obviously in the chat as well. If you are watching uh, the show live for us now, or you're watching it back, please smash a like on the uh, on the video for us. That would be appreciated. And feel free to share in groups around we're next up uh we're going to be having a young man all the way over in the oh no hold on no next up we're not going to wolfman jess jeff you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer because we have youtube sensation tottenham fan chris cowling joining us live now um, live from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, just come out of the. Um, it's just come out of the changing rooms with the team. Hello, hello, mate. Oh, oh Craig. Hello, Dave. How are you doing? Hi, welcome. Hi, to, yeah, you uh, okay? Welcome to the show, mate. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. You're most, you're, you're most welcome. And the great victory, a very important victory for your boys today. You know, Dave, we really needed it. We've, we've had such an up and down season, as we as we were discussing on Friday night. I had a good laugh with you on my on my channel on my show. Um, you know, it's been such an up and down season. It's about Tottenham finishing well now in these final few games and just getting Europa League football for next season because we really do need it. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a much needed win. I'm glad that we got the three points. Um, Phil, for you guys, Connor Cody played exceptionally well at the back, um, but. You know, for 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 me, as a, you know, from a Spurs point of view, watching Wolves since you came up from the Championship, it was probably one of the the teams that I really really enjoy watching. And today, the Wolves side just looked miles away from from the last few years. It just it just was very very odd to see. Um, obviously, you're missing um, Jimenez up front. You know, that real goal power. Um, but as I say, Connor Cody had a great game at the back, and you know, it, it would have probably been more if it wasn't for him. Yeah, I think we've we're just on that point in terms of being a different team. I think you've obviously heard the the injury plagues that has. You've obviously roused the obvious one, but there's a lot of other integral bodies that have not been present within the team that everyone was kind of used to seeing. Um, I do think, I don't know how you feel, obviously all clubs have missed fans, but I think for Wolves in particular, that fans have been a miss maybe more than other, some, than other clubs. Yeah. Um, that they obviously, the 12th man, so to speak, I think that's really, really, really strong for Wolves and probably the difference that you saw at the game at the um, the Spur Tottenham Hospital Stadium last year obviously had a very 
spurred Wolves on to get the the third goal against Spurs last season, which is obviously joy to be there. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it's for us definitely. We and Dave have been saying it for quite some time now. We are definitely ready ready for the end of the season. But I guess it's good to see you guys having a bit of a, a spurt at the end of the season, hopefully get the Euro, Europa football for yourselves, which you could probably finish seventh now, I think, with Leicester... Um, in the FA, winning the FA Cup, I think it's probably seventh place that you could finish now. To be fair, I think seventh place gets the uh, the Europa Conference League that hey. we don't want to be in. Amen. Um, I was on their um, their show. Um, I, I say before, and they like they do not want to be in the Europa Conference. I don't. I might be a bit naive. I don't know where this Europa Conference thing has suddenly just come from. Can you I just say what it is, Chris, for everyone watching. What the Europa Conference is? It, it's is. A, it is a brand new um, third-rate competition in Europe um, for all of the cup winners. But because Manchester City have obviously uh, qualified for the Champions League um, as the finalists of the um, oh, sorry, it will now go to seventh. It will now go to seventh in the Premier League because uh, they won the League Cup and it, it should go to the League Cup winners. Um, but it will just be, you know, some some very mediocre teams from Europe. You know, no disrespect to them, but, you know, Tottenham need to be in either the Champions League or the Europa League. Um, you know, we've, we've played European football for you know many, many years, consecutive seasons. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's what, where we need to be. You know, with the likes of Harry Kane, you know, you need to keep players like this at the club. Um, you know, with our huge, you know, brand new stadium and the training facilities and everything that we've got at the club, we need European football. Um, but going back to your point, Amy, about the um, the fans, um, I was very lucky enough to go in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium back in December when there were 2,000 fans there, when we beat um, our North London rivals Arsenal 2-0. And those 2,000 fans, um, you know, in that huge stadium did really make the difference. And when you watch the um, FA Cup final, you know, Leicester winning it yesterday, it was fantastic to see. You know, I think a lot of neutral fans yesterday were so pleased for Leicester and, and just just to see, um, you know, all of those fans back at Wembley Stadium. It, it's just a joy. And I think that all of us now, um, you know, most football fans regarding, you know, regards to what team you support, I think they're all, we're all looking forward to just being back in the stadiums and just can't wait for this season to end. Yeah, we do. We definitely, we definitely feel that in over here for sure. It was, um, yeah, it's been a long season. I think it makes it more difficult to watch when you're used to going to the games and you're obviously sat watching it from home all the time. It's, um, it takes the fun out of it a little bit and it just becomes a little bit, a little bit monotonous, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, question for you, Crick, because it's Aiden's been asked a couple of times. Do you think you'll keep Holder Kane? They want to know. I'm really hoping so. Um, I just think that, you know, Tottenham need to show real intent of, of where we're going and what we're going to do. Because, as I've said on my channel so many times, you know, these players, Hugo Lloris, Harry Kane, Deli Ali, Hunmin Son, they haven't won a trophy yet, I suppose. And, and when you think back to, you know, really, really decent players that we've had, Jan Vertonghen, um, Christian Eriksen, you know, players like this that have left the club, they've left without winning a trophy. It's just, it's madness. It's crazy. You know, the cup finals that we've been in, the opportunities that we've had, you know, we've just failed to get over that line. And I think that, you know, with Harry Kane staying, if you can't offer him any form of European football, um, you know, it pains me to say it, but someone like him would be mad to stay. You know, he'd get in most teams across Europe. Um, you know, be a fantastic player, uh, most teams in Europe. And, um, you know, I, I, I am slightly worried about it. Um, but the only thing that I, I would think that where we would keep him is that not a lot of clubs would be able to afford him because the club 
you know, Spurs would be asking and demanding a, a very large fee. So I think that that would be the only the, the only reason why he wouldn't leave. But he loves the club. Harry Kane absolutely loves Tottenham. He's come out and said that he wants to win the big prizes at Spurs. He deserves to win big prizes at Spurs, Champions League and, and, and uh, Premier League. But are we going to compete, you know, with the big boys? Are we going to spend the money? You know, we haven't even got a manager at the moment. So this summer coming up is a huge, huge summer for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, you know, to bring a manager in, to keep the likes of Harry Kane and Hoon Min Son and, you know, some other very good players that we've got. Um, it's going to be a, a huge summer, it really is, and, and, and a lot of players leaving um, as well. Do you um, do you reckon Matt Doherty will leave? <laughs> do you know, it's so interesting. When I, saw the, the, when I saw the line-up come out um, and, and you saw that, uh, Doherty was on the, the sub-bench today and Serge Aurier was injured and they'd actually brought in Jaffet Tanganga to play at right-back. And Jaffet Tanganga, I've seen him play many times in, in the youth sides and the under-23s as well. And he always plays at centre-back. Um, he played once at, uh, at right-back for Spurs under Jose Mourinho in an FA Cup game against Middlesbrough. Um, he's played along the line, um, but he is a centre-back. So when you see that Ron Mason actually put in Jaffa Tanganga at right back um, in front of Doherty, I don't think Doherty really has a future at Spurs. So no. I wouldn't be at all surprised if uh, if he left the club. So if you want him on a free transfer, I'm, I'm sure you're very welcome. <laughs> I think we have said on this before. I mean, I was a big fan of Matt Doherty, so I would take him back in an instant, to be quite honest with you. Um, I don't think things have worked out with him at Spurs, which um, is, I guess, not the move that he envisaged, but... You don't know what goes on between players and Jose Mourinho, do you? <laughs> I, th I think I think it was a great move for him at the time, and obviously a club like Spurs coming in, um, you know, he, he obviously wanted to to take that move. But yeah, I just don't think it's worked out very well for him at all. I think the games that he's played, he hasn't done particularly well. Um, you know, not a lot of Tottenham fans are, are, are raving about his performances, and uh, yeah, sometimes you just have to say it hasn't worked out, and uh, I just don't think that he's fitted in very well at the club at all. No, no, I would agree. Which is which is a shame because as much as we were gritted to see him go, you want you want players to go on see do well. Like for example, Jota. No, I don't think any Wolves fan can take it away from him the success that he's had at Liverpool. In Le well, I know he's got a new yeah. injury now, but he's obviously made a fantastic move for him to go there. So, yeah, it's unfortunate for Doherty because he's obviously got quite a fond place in a lot of Wolves fans' hearts. <laughs> can, can, can I just ask you two, that, um, is, is there any news on, on Jimenez coming back? Because he is a player that I admire a lot. Um, you know, if if Spurs were ever to make a signing, you know, of a striker, I would have loved Jimenez at Tottenham Hotspur. He said this to me before the match last year where I met up with uh, Chris before the game and he went, well, I'd love to have Jimenez. I said, keep your hands off then. There is some news on it, actually, Chris, because he is back in full training apart from... Uh, Real heavy contact. He's been tra back in training for quite a while. Um, he's seen the specialist on the 18th of May, which is in a couple of days' time, and they're going to make a decision on whether he can return to competitive action. Um, so we talked about this at the last game. Um, most of the Wolves fans on this channel, uh, including Amy and me, kind of think to ourselves, well, just Let's hold it back now till the start of next year because Mexico yeah. are waiting in the wings, wanting him to go to the Olympics. And God forbid he went to that and got injured or something happened. But if he does get the nod and he's really keen to play, it'd be very hard for Nuno lot to let him have a, a few minutes, potentially 
um, in the last match of the season against United. I could see, if he gets the hit, I can see him coming on for 10, 15 minutes against United. But he's, uh, he's in good spirits. Well, fingers crossed because, uh, you know, superb player. Uh, I, I really do admire him. And uh, as I say, if, if Tottenham were ever to sign a, a backup striker to Harry Kane, then I, I'd love him at a club. Well, you can keep your hands, hands off. off. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris, just one more thing. Uh, do you want to update everyone on the latest managerial situation uh, at uh, at Tottenham? Because I know you guys have been a bit a little bit concerned about the leading figure, uh, uh, Potter from Brighton, is your is one of the favourites to take the job, isn't he, at the moment? They will tell you the, the journalists are going around in circles. The bookmakers are going around in circles. Um, no one seems to know who who will be coming in at Spurs. Um, it'll be very very interesting. Um, you know, personally, I would like a uh, an appointment like Brendan Rodgers. Um, you've you've seen what he's done um, at Leicester, uh, transformed them, and um, you know made them into a super attacking uh, team. And of course, won the FA Cup with them yesterday. You saw on the TV what it meant to them and what it meant to him, and. Uh, I just hope that Tottenham make the right appointment because, as I said earlier, I think this is a huge, huge summer for Spurs. You know, when you go from Maurizio Pochettino, an, an excellent coach, an excellent man manager, and then Spurs, you know, sacked him. You know, took us to a Champions League final, didn't spend a penny in 518 days, and then Spurs felt the need to sack him. Brought Jose Mourinho in. Um, you know, where where do you go from from Pochettino to Mourinho? Where where do you go next? Not I see Thomas there says about the Ajax manager, but um, apparently Spurs have actually had Zoom meetings with Eric uh, Ten Hag and uh, Spurs actually said no. Um, and then you saw that Eric Ten Hag had actually signed a, a contract extension. And it seems that most uh, managers, you know, currently in jobs that seem to be linked with the uh, Tottenham Hotspur job, when they're asked in press conferences, they all seem to be turning it down saying, no, I don't want the job. So honestly, it's going to be a, a real interesting appointment to see who Tottenham can actually convince and, and who wants to work with the club. And, and, and you know, it'd be very interesting. I think what you said there, when you actually say that, who can Tottenham convince to be the manager? This is Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. One of the best stadiums, you have to say, in the whole of the world, not just Europe, with a massive fan base, with top world-class players, and they're having to try to convince a man managers to go and manage them. Why is that? Do you think it's that's a, It is a big part of it because, uh, of course, the chairman likes to be in, involved in all of the transfers. Um, you know, it was only two years ago um, at the Audi Cup, Pochettino was actually saying that uh, he is the head coach and not the manager. And there's a huge, huge difference because uh, he has very little control over the transfers. And um, as I say... I think that we do need to convince a manager to come in because it was a very interesting uh, debate on TV yesterday with the Leicester FA Cup game. They were talking about Brendan Rodgers possibly going to Arsenal or Spurs. And all the pundits were saying, why on earth would he do that? Yeah. Um, when you think that Tottenham should be a bigger club than Leicester. But in recent history, they've won the Premier League. You know, yesterday they won, they won the FA Cup. It's, it's madness. Tottenham should be acting like a big club now. We, we need to be you know, putting trophies in the cabinet. And when you think, we haven't won a, an FA Cup since 1991. It's absolutely madness. Um, the, the last domestic trophy that we won was back in 2008 when we won the League Cup against Chelsea. You know, the trophies are way, way overdue 
Um, you, know, you know, when you think the manager that we've had, the players that we've had, it's crazy. And, and as I say, if you can't win a, a trophy under Pochettino with that team that he had, you know, the, the way that we were playing, and then you bring in a serial winner in Jose Mourinho, being there, Danny got the T-shirt, where do you go from here? You know, if, it, if we're going to Graham Potter, for instance, you know, no disrespect to him. I just think that Tottenham need to be aiming a lot higher. Well, I think that pretty much sums it up. I, I think I can. There is a sense of um, frustration at the moment because you kind of need the managerial situation sorted out sooner than later because then you've got to deal with all the players coming and going, yeah. who's staying, your transfers, and uh, the longer it goes on, the more uncertainty and the more um, destabilising it kind of is uh, across the board. I mean, was there a protest today against Levy? I know there was talk of a protest. I saw images and videos online yesterday, Dave, that um, there was a protest. I think there was meant to be one today, but I haven't seen uh, too much about it. Um, but I think, you know, fr from the last um, club statement that came out, the board said that they're, they're not going anywhere. Um, you know, it, we, we've seen with the likes of Manchester United as well, you know, the, 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 boards, the boards just don't suddenly say, OK, we're, we're going to leave. It just doesn't work like that. Um, I think with Tottenham, it just needs a change. There needs to be change in in the ways that the board are doing things. Um, sadly, these things just don't happen overnight, do they? It, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. No, it does. Go on, Amy, you were going to say. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, I agree. And I think it's, um, you know, from from a fan-to-fan -fan perspective, we obviously feel for you as Spurs fans and all the clubs, the fans of clubs that were in the whole Super League debacle yeah. that we had a few weeks ago because, you know, it's... Um, it's taken it away from the real reason of football, which is the fans and, you know, the 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 competition element, is it? And I think, you know, that that's what we all feel and kind of like stand by. So with you guys, and we just hope that, you know, the, you get the, the fans get the club that they deserve because that's what you want for any football club, isn't it? It's the trust. I think it's uh, a lot of the football fans now, particularly with the so-called big six, as, as, they're, as they're known. Um, you know, it's, a, it's about getting the trust back, you know, with the with the board because it's our board, yeah, exactly. The, the the board turned around and said that they weren't weren't going to be involved in a in a super league, and then all of a sudden this come out, and it was the time of the uh, announcements as well, quarter past eleven on a Sunday night. Um, it, it was just madness. It was a mad, mad few days. You know, Jose Mourinho from the stack, and uh, all this stuff about the super league coming out as well, and. Yeah, th this has been a really, really mad season for, for us Spurs fans. You know, dumped out of the, the Europa League by a manager who was in prison. Um, you just, you couldn't write it. I tell you if, you, if you wrote all this stuff and wrote a book and said, read this, you'd be like, it's a bit far-fetched. But th that's, that's, what it's been, that's what it's been like being a Tottenham fan this season. <laughs> well, for all of that, you're still is it you six at the is it six at the moment now? You've gone up to six at the moment. Uh, so fingers crossed, Dave. We've got Aston Villa um, on Wednesday, and then we've got Leicester away on Sunday. So six points to play for, and, and we have to try and grab all six and just get over that line and get in that Europa League spot. That's fantastic. And listen, mate, I really do appreciate uh, you coming on the channel. Uh, Chris's channel is Tottenham fan. Uh, Chris Carolyn, it's a great Tottenham uh, channel, I can say. I've been on it myself and they're a very friendly bunch over there like we are over on here as well. Mate, we do wish you all the best uh, for Thank the uh, for the rest of the season and hopefully me and you um, can meet up before the match uh, at Molyneux and uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium next year Absolutely. and we can, uh, we can get back to taking the three points off you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> thanks, Dave. Thanks, Amy. Nice to talk to you. Lovely to All meet the best, you. Mate. Bye. Right. And that's a fantastic chap, Tottenham fan, Chris Cowling, giving his take on today's game and, of course, the latest situation uh, surrounding um, Tottenham. I hope you found that really insightful. So now we're going to go over to the US of A and we're going to hope that this works this time. It's the, the legend, the absolute is. legend. He's looking round. Yes, we're talking to you, Wolfman Jeff. How you doing, mate? I'm doing pretty good. Um, we have sound. We have sound. We have, you have picture. It's all good so far. It's all uh, good so far. Well, yeah, <laughs> we're hanging in there. <laughs> good to see yeah. you, Dave. Good to see you, Amy. Good to see you. It's been a while. Are you okay? Yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, was out last night. Uh, was at the Lady Red Wolves match against North Alabama. Did some interviews, and I sent one to Dave. And uh, one of the players there is from North London, and she's a Tottenham fan. So uh, we talked a little smack. And so I had to, I had to uh, uh, tweet to her t today that she was right. Uh, <laughs> so I, You sent I, me a little video with you interviewing her, didn't you? Oh, Did yeah. You? It was hilarious. And she was, she was really a good sport. I said, you know, what did you do with Matt? With Matt, I mean, he was perfectly fine when we sold him to you, and you guys <laughs> broke him. And, they literally and goes, have, haven't they, poor guy? I know, and she said they've done absolutely nothing with Matt, <laughs> and so that's yeah, maybe that, that's the thing. He's done nothing. <laughs> that's a shame. That's a shame because uh, we all love Matt, and uh, we do wish him the best. But we're moving onwards, and so um, it's a season to forget, Dave. <laughs> See, well, we say it's a season to forget, but I think it's it's just the come down from the last three years, really, isn't it? That's what makes it seem a little bit disappointing. Because if you'd have, you know, back in the day when walls are kind of up and down, scraping survival and stuff, you'd think, oh, we're actually in quite a fortunate position right now. Yeah. So I think with, I mean, I was saying to my parents earlier that, okay, it's not been the highs of what the previous three years has, but it would have taken something quite special in in a selfish way. I don't think I'd have wanted that to happen in a year, in the year when we couldn't go. I, <laughs> I know I it's different for yourself, Jeff, you know, <laughs> being abroad, but uh, for us that are in in the local area. Yeah, um, no, no, I, I get that. It's I, I guess what I mean about the season to forget is that um, I think all of us are wanting the reset. And, um, of course, you guys want to get back there with fans. We've got so many injuries to be to be fair, I wonder where if most teams had lost as much as we have, as far as for players, where they would be. And uh, so, if it'd been a few years ago, uh, we could have been relegated if we lost not just the percentage of players, but the quality of players. Uh, I mean, you look at who's not available. It's um, it's a, a lot of our starters. Obviously, Raul's top. We lost Neto. That was massive. Johnny. Uh, I did see today there were some back on the bench. I don't think anyone's talked to the fact that Marcel was actually listed as available on the bench. Mm. And uh, part of me wondered why they didn't bring him in and move Semedo back to the right. Uh, because Hoover, uh, he did pretty good the last time, but he just was not Hoover's game. And uh, uh, we did see that Bali was back. But just because they're on the bench doesn't necessarily mean they're really fit to play because we've had so many players come in and we push them back in and then they're back on the injury list again. 
So I'm, I think it's that. I think also today Nuno had to have been thinking, let's see what these kids have. Yeah. And, and that hurt a bit. Um, he did have, I think the first, I think he had the best four options up front with Pedence out, but Traore was the only one really bringing a lot of creativity. I think um, I'm not going to get too hard on Fabio. Uh, he just wasn't, he wasn't on, but it wasn't like he was not trying because we saw some matches like Burnley. Burnley was like, I was so angry because it just felt like the team quit. Now, the team wasn't firing and they weren't gelling. That's different to me than a team that just looked like they wanted to be over with. We started actually first half. I think um, Tuba Wolves was spot on. The first half looks like we were still kind of in it. But once the second half came in, um, we realized, well, our our best half was the first half that we didn't get a goal. I think Traore was trying to uh, create something, just couldn't connect. I, I do agree that Connor Cody and Rue P- Patricio kept it from being a blowout. And so my man in the match is kind of tied. Actually, I'm going to go for Rue just because uh, I'm contrary. Uh, but, uh, he made some good saves. He, made, he did make some very good saves. He made, some, he made some epic saves. Yes, he did. And Cody, it was good to see Cody have a good match because he does get a lot of flack for when we go to the back four. And that's not you know, but he still was decent. He could have done better. I don't think it was Saiz's best game. Of course, if Saiz had gotten that header, we'd be talking a little bit different about Saiz's game. Um, yeah, I think this summer is really going to tell us a lot who we get signed in. It's we, we, we've got to get a quality center back. We've got to get some other, you know, top notch players. I know that, Fosen doesn't like to spend a whole lot, even though we actually spent quite a lot last year. They prefer to find talent that's overlooked. But uh, and again, I'm in the U.S., but it just kind of seems like since Brexit, it's more difficult for you guys to get some of these other players. There's more restrictions. Yeah. Is that, do you do you think that's you know going to you know hurt you? I think that's a lot of the reason why they went for Fabio Silva when they did and they got Bettina and stuff like that and all those because of the uh, the impending change with Brexit because it makes it a bit more difficult with the, the point system to get them in now. So I, I think you're right. I think the summer is absolutely key on who stays, who goes, who we bring in. I mean, Dion Sanderson has had a fantastic season over, you know, play, young uh, player of the season, young player of the season over at Sunderland. Okay, they're in League One. He's another talent alongside Kilman who can play at the back. But I still think we've got to bring in, yes. we have got to bring in a centre back. Bolly's back on the bench uh, again today. Marcel can play in the centre, but he seems to be made of glass. Pedence is now out uh, for the, I mean, for the round of the season. He's having an operation on his groin to get him yeah. fit as well. We have had so many injuries. If we can get everyone yeah. fit back into it's pre-season. like a new team. <laughs> yeah. will be, it will be like a, a new team though, wouldn't it, Amy? It yeah. will be like a new team and they'll all be hopefully refreshed and energised, ready to go. No, I, I agree that we need to – I was mentioning the fact that we typically try to get younger players or overlooked players – but we've got to get some people that we can depend on, some solid players. And as uh, and it took a while for Semedo to kind of find his footing, and 
uh, he's not always right on, but actually I think he's a decent player most of the time. But we've got to get a player who can play in the Premier League because we're finding a lot of players that are playing in these other leagues and doing very well. But once they get to the Premier League, it's like, who are these people that we spent all this money for? Uh, so that's going to be I – don't, I don't envy the club on trying to restock, but, boy, we've got to restock or I don't know. That's you know, it's. I think Nuno has finally given up on the thought of keeping the side small. I just can't and do what we want to. Uh, but it's getting those. I think it's a it's a mixture of opportunities, and uh, but I don't think they're going to just throw money out like Arsenal does and like Man United do. You know, just throw a ridiculous amount of money. But I do think we're going to see some more money. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting the transfer window. I think it's going to be interesting what happens because obviously clubs aren't in the financial position that they might have been in previous years. So I think right. it's going to be with obviously you know the impact of COVID etc. So I think there's obviously not Wolves but other teams that do need to strengthen squads. But it's going to be interesting to see the tactics that they go down because I think you know as Wolves fans. We don't want. We're obviously, you know, there's some great youth. There's some great youth in the size, and we've seen that. But then the, the positions that need strengthening, they need experience. So it is going to be a interesting one to say the least as to what to expect. Yeah, Mendez really has to show up for us this summer. Yeah, he really does. And you know what? I'm sure Paul will be because he's quite good at this sort of stuff. I'll have something to comment. But the four-two-three-one formation i mm. think you're seeing signs of that's what nuno the formation that wolves are going to be primarily as plan a playing next season um because he, he keeps going back to the back four he wants to make us more offensive yeah. i still think we'll have three four three and three five two in our back pockets but i think three uh, the four two three one formation is what we're is looking to, to to play going forward didn't work for us today but a preseason, getting in the right uh, the right players to fit into the you know instead of into the holes, I think yeah I, I feel quite positive. I, pretty, I think it's the biggest preseason that Wolves have had. This is so key, and the financial restraints are obviously difficult um, because you've got to go with FFP. How much are uh, Fosun going to be allowed to invest? How who we're we going to sell to raise the money? Obviously, Adama hasn't. Signed a new contract. Um, he's been offered off the wages that he wants, so he seems like the most likely one to go. Rafa Mir, they could get some money in for him. We've got down payments as well, still coming in from uh, from Jota. You know, will Neves stay another season? Uh, there's a lot. Who? The, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of questions to be answered, and we're going to talk about this throughout the summer, and we'll have special podcasts and uh, and debates on this. But there's it's it's a big summer for me. This is the biggest summer since we got promoted to the Premier League, in my opinion. With having some more or at least one quality centre back and a healthy Raul, because a healthy Raul makes that whole attack different, and uh, that that really changes things. So uh, I, I I agree with you. This summer is crucial. It, it's probably the most important transfer window that, that we faced. Yeah. 
So what would you give your overall performance rating and um, and your man of the match to close again? Um, uh, I picked Rue Patricio as man of the match. I picked yeah. him earlier. Um, overall, I'm going to give it a five, um, maybe a six in the first and a four in the second. Um, it's uh, it, it had some promise and it dropped off, you know, and the three that we mentioned, Trari, Cody, and Patricio, I think had solid performances. Everyone else was spotty. And some of them, Vitinha and Dandanka, were, were AWOL. It's like we could have had air there and have the same impact. So, <laughs> Absolutely spot on. Absolutely spot on. Jeff, what time is it over in Alabama? Hey, it's only – well, it's 4.18 in the Eastern time zone. Alabama is actually central, but I set my clocks here. I live. So it's actually 3.18 in Bama time. So time for barbecue. Oh my god, jealous! It's raining here again. <laughs> Have you actually got sunshine there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's uh, it's gonna maybe get around eighty uh here, so it's it's not too hot yet. Uh, but it's uh, it's was a nice weekend. Yeah, good. Well, we it's better than here. It's been raining constantly. When does it not seen, rain? We've not seen any sun for ages, have we, Amy? Says no. Okay, Jeff. Ghost, more ghost like by the day, me here. All right, Amy, I'll see if I can capture some of the sun in, in uh, FedEx that to you. So, Brill, let me All know right. when it's due to arrive. All right, we'll do that. I'll get the shipping <laughs> notice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jeff, thanks ever so much for joining right. us uh, live today. And look out for Jeff's international fan reaction coming out tomorrow as part of that video, too. All the best, Jeff. All right, I'll see, see you guys. You later. Cheers, bye. Mate. All right, bye. So we're going to have Thomas and then we're going to have Paul. So Thomas uh, is here, young man. How are you doing? Hello. Hi, Thomas. Hello. You all right? Yeah, are you? Yeah. <laughs> he says that. He's not, you're not okay, really, are you, Thomas? You can be, you can, it's a safe place here. You can <sighs> let us know what you're thinking. <laughs> oh, first of all, um, I've seen a lot of, I mean, I think the biggest transfer speculation we've seen throughout the past probably two weeks is Rui Patricio and Roma has been heavily linked. I've seen people saying, can't wait if he's going because we need someone new. From that performance and any other performance, West Brom, Leeds, so many. Who are these fans? What are these fans watching? If they but we, we need We need to keep him at all costs, because someone experienced like him, he kept this match from being an embarrassment. He kept Leeds from being an embarrassment. He kept a lot of games um, from being embarrassment this season when we've not been scoring goals. You've got to, you know, rely on your goalkeeper more than ever before, haven't you? Yeah, he saved it. Chaotic Rage just says he's not seen any fans say that, but there has been fans on Twitter that have yeah. been... Get, been saying stuff uh, today about Rui. Uh, I haven't seen it myself because I've not been really on much, but I'm like, I've, I have heard that, Thomas, and I am absolutely like you, gobsmacked. How they, uh, you can, like, you, these, some of these fans, you could literally give them the world. You could give them every trophy and they still wouldn't be happy. Like, but, it is insane. I know everyone's entitled to their opinion, but there's I mean, just a bit... Yeah. I mean, even Gary Neville said it. He said, for the second goal, when Patrice tipped that out of I've played in goal before and I know that there's certain moments where you can tip the ball out wide and then you can just literally save it. They probably Deli Ali probably should have scored. 
Kane, Kane hit the he, post. Uh, he hit the one when it hit the. He hit it onto the post, didn't he? He flexed it onto yeah. the post, and then it came fantastic. out. Fantastic! That that was an actual funny moment. I was laughing then because literally, he literally hit the one post and the follow up. Hit the oh, other I post. was yeah. screaming oh, at the telly. Like, you're gonna get I was something out of this. I was like, how the hell has that I'll, not gone in? <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll probably get quite a bit of stick for saying that, but I think throughout Kane, he's dived quite a lot this season. Oh. Some of of the decisions today, the ref, I thought you're just being mugged off here because people are rolling on the floor and he was played advantage a few times when it for Wolves and it definitely wasn't so I mean I I watched the Burnley game and yet I've still never shouted at a telly so much than I have today. Um line up again, um Hover start. I I don't mind Hover, but today I thought I thought they should have substituted him for Dyson today. I mean, Hover was uh, that. that I, I thought Samedo played very well today. I thought he was went under the radar. Yes, he got beaten a couple of times. He did well against uh, Gareth Bale two or yeah. three times, and, which I was and, quite impressed with. And it's on his wrong side as well. Uh, he's playing on his wrong side, yet still keeping hold of a very informed Gareth Bale. But um, against a team like. Uh, Spurs, who haven't been at their best this season, to fall asleep right before half time. I think that was the end of the match. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think that um, again, Fab- I, I, I've praised Fabio a lot this season. I think he's developed so much. But today, some of the chances he needs to instead of instead of um, try and angle it to how he wants he needs to just take it he needs to take that chance because the one where Traore's got to the byline Tanganga's out of it he thinks that the shot's going in goal He, but it goes wide and, and Traore is probably the one player who looked most likely to score today but the problem yeah. was and I've seen multiple pips on social media where he's got the ball in the box or on the edge of the box and the only people you can see is players in white, Spurs. And yeah. It's, it's a thing of, I mean, Fabio needs to learn to drop back and then move forward, but I don't get it because no men in the box, and that's where you think instantly Jimenez. There's so many times where... Jimenez has this, knack, has this knack of being in the right place at the right yeah. time. Yeah. You know, and I think, that's, I think that's experience as well, isn't it? But I mean, multiple times I, we've had I was Brighton. Any game this season that I've watched with my dad, we've turned to each other and we've said "Row," because so many times he could have been there for so many opportunities, and it's not. I think the one good thing that came out of today was uh, Theo coming on. Uh, I was quite. I liked. I was looking. For, I wanted to see him, but he never yeah. really got a touch of the ball, did he? No, but no. I, he he misplaced one pass. Uh, out of all of the ones he did, so I, I think there's potential there. He doesn't look the quickest, but he, he's got potential. But the, the worrying thing for me this season is the goals, because Allison, <laughs> who got one goal tonight, is four goals away from equaling our top scorer. <laughs> for me, that's that's mental. Um, I right header though. It, it, was it, was a, a, it was a cracking incredible. header. It was an incredible header. Anyone would have been proud of it. I mean, 
I've I've not seen much better this season from any Wolves player, possibly Sison than Donker. But yeah. overall, it, it is a season to forget. Cody played decent. Thing with Cody though is, I said this when I went on about the second Leeds match, and I thought he played very well. He always does well in front of Southgate. Yeah, and I think I I think there's a real opportunity. I think if is I think Maguire is going to be out for the Euros. You reckon? Yeah. Well, I, I saw him on crutches. I don't know if he will be out, but I think it's definitely a possibility. Oh no, crikey! It, it will. That will be a struggle, but yeah, I mean. Alisson, I've got respect for him. I mean, his interview after the match was good. But again, that goal-scoring record, I think we've been very, like, wriggled with injuries. I think if you look at Podence as well, out. But I think Virginia today, it, we've seen him on so many occasions, tried his best. But today, it just felt like he wasn't trying it. He wasn't I, in the game. I felt both Morgan and... Um... Tina just seemed to. I, I didn't notice them on the pitch today at all, really. Well, I think it was first off, I thought Morgan tried, but I think we need to play him in that number 10 position instead of out wide. The, what you mean in the hole? I think in the middle, yeah, because I, I where Vettina was playing, yeah, I think we should have switched it because mm. I, I know Vettina can play where Neves and Martino play and then Donker. I think possibly we should have. Played him there. Um, I'm not sure out of anyone why he'd bring Neves on to replace an attacking player. Because with all due respect, Neves is a defensive player. I mean, Martino is the attacking one out of the two, which is where I'd say for the transfer window we should be looking. Yeah, yeah, that comment's right. But in the transfer window, we should be looking at an attacking midfielder as well if we want to switch to the 4-2-3, uh, 4-2-3-1. Because, um, yeah. I mean, Virginia could play there. I think Giswold could. But if we want to really get back to our best, challenging for Europe, um, I think we need a centre-back priority and an attacking midfielder. And if Rui was to go, I see that being a very hard position to fill because of how... Cause I don't I, think Rui's going to be going. I think it's just speculation. Just I mean, I've, I've been, I've been I really mean Raul, Raul's been going since he walked through the door, hasn't <laughs> yeah. he? So. So. For the last so. four years. <laughs> who would you, who, what centre-back and uh, attacking midfielder would you have in mind, Thomas? We've got a minute and a half. I don't, I don't, I, I, it all depends on the money. Um, if think... money wasn't an option, uh, 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 you know the phrase. If money was I... no object... I, I could I could try and go classic wolves and go Portuguese here. <laughs> I think that might might be my idea. Um, there's a yeah. guy called I. I mean, I think I'd be looking at in. We I think we want to buy domestic. Um, I'm not sure. I I think we should be looking at domestic because they see, um, they see um they played in the league, um. I think attacking midfielder, we just need someone with a bit of pace to drive the defenders like Adama does. Because um, Adama, there was one bit in the first half where he went zoom and went through everyone. And yet... I like to see him playing down the middle. Yes. I think I think we should, if we can play him down the middle, Podence on one side and Neto on the other. But as it's coming to the end, I think man on the match is a hard one for me. Because I think Cody played well, but I'm going to go Rui. 
I'm gonna go. Good, yeah, yeah, fair shout. A lot of really good saves. And oh, here she comes. <laughs> hey, Blossom. If you're listening on a podcast, Blossom's appeared for a stroke. She always comes into the chat. Don't worry, you get extra time because Blossom's on a little bit, yeah. But she has to get the attention off Mommy. <laughs> Carry then, on, Thomas. <laughs> and then for the rating, I'm going to go four. We, we didn't show up today and that was our downfall, I think. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. As always, mate, you talk very, very well. I hope you've had a fantastic... Have you had a game this weekend? Yeah, we lost. As oh, again. Thomas. You lost again? Yeah. Well, it's a lot of wolves, isn't it? So. What, did, what was the score? 4-0. We won last week, though, so, you know. Okay. And what position did you play today? Goalkeeper. <laughs> Ironically. Goal. Well, you kept it down. Oh. You kept the score down. Uh, Thomas, fantastic to uh, think. I hopefully see you again on a, on, a, on, a, on one coming up very soon. We've only got two more shows to go in terms of the extra time, um, but hopefully we'll see you on one of those. Hopefully, yeah. Take care, mate. You too. See you soon. See you. Bye. Absolutely. He really always speaks uh, really well. And, um, and we've got two more guests to come on. We've got... Young Paul, who always talks sense, and then we've got a come the comeback king, um, Wolves Premier Jason's uh, here tonight as well, Amy. So uh, oh. we're in for a real treat. Two experts who uh, don't mince their words. Paul, hi, mate. Hi, right, thanks for the young. I don't really get called that very much now. I'll take that. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Hello, evening. Are you okay? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm probably looking at today a bit more positively than a lot of other people have. I mean, with with literally half of our team out against a team whose wage bill is triple ours. And if you look at the front four today, the difference is really... Yeah. You, see, you see that front four and it's almost frightening, isn't it, really? You think the money Jane, that's involved Tom, in that. Bale, Deli Alley, amazing. What did we really expect from today? I mean... I, I actually think the game could have gone either way still. It was in the balance at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the goal right before half-time was... Um, Killer goal. The worst possible time. But prior to that, they'd put a few crosses into our box and Kane had hit the post from long range. But actually, I thought we looked really dangerous on the break. And if we'd have gone in 1-0 up at half-time, I don't think that was that, that would have been that much of a surprise. No. In the second no. half, when it, we didn't start very well, but we still should have equalised at 1-0 because Sace had a free header from eight yards and he should have done better with that. And in the second half, although, we, you know, definitely not one of our best performances of the season, we still created two or three really good chances. Just after the second goal, it was like, after the second goal, it was kind of like, oh, we need to, we need to have a go. And for about yeah. five or ten minutes after the second goal, we had, we created, we've moved the ball quicker, we've passed yeah. it, we got through them. But why didn't we play like that for the rest of the game? I just don't understand. I mean, there was early in the first half, like Adama travelling forward, Fabio pulled out to the right. That happened on two occasions. He just pulled the uh, the shot wide. I like to see Adama down the middle. I don't know what you think. Yeah, potentially. I think, especially away from home, I think that could be a good tactic. Worked really well at Man City away last season. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it really showed the difference in both boxes, didn't it, today? I mean, they've got a world-class striker who took his goal really well. We made a couple of mistakes that led to goals as well. I think that was the only difference today. I, mean, I think we did go there and compete. Um, I think, so I probably think... looking at it a bit more positively than others. Obviously, obviously, it's not without our, our uh, weaknesses and our downfalls today, but I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as what I've seen people saying about. Is that on social media, mate? Um, you know what Twitter's like. In perspective, it wasn't actually that bad today. That's a problem, though. People don't have perspective. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing a bit of promise. I'm seeing a bit of promise for next season, and I think there's a lot of promise for next season. I think the fact they've got to the end and they're just testing a few things now. I think that's promising in itself. Is that they're they're you know they when's Nuno changed the lineup so many times in like cons- consecutive games. So I think the fact that they are playing around with things is definitely promising for next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing I, I was really saying on the on the call after the last match was about being better at defending set pieces. And I think we were today. And I think yeah. pretty much yeah. down to, to one man who I think headed or, or cleared every single cross that came into the box. So it looks like they're trying to take some steps to address that situation, which is good. We had a bit more heighting as well today, generally. Um and obviously, they, we didn't have the Harlem Globetrotters playing up like Brighton had last week. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, well, coming up from the back in both boxes, it was a bit of a mismatch. Um, but yeah, we did. I thought we were a lot more. We looked like we were going to clear the ball every time it came into the box uh, from yeah. cross, which is which we haven't been as good as, as you say, quite recently, have we? Yeah, I mean, any team in the league. Any team, if you took out like what we've got today, five or six definite starting players, they would experience probably the same or an even worse downturn in their performance. And I think it's an actual miracle that our top goal scorer has got five goals and we're safe with six games to play. Yeah, you know, no, I agree. I really agree. Worse. No, there's I lots, think there's a lot there's of positives to take forward. And what do you um, what do you think is in uh, Nuno's mind for um, for next season? I mean, what I mean, and what do you think we need to be doing in the transfer window? What concerns do you have about outgoings? That type of thing, Paul. He clearly wants to move to a four at the back. Yeah. I can see why, but I don't think that we should be chained to one formation for next season. I said that after the Brighton match. I think there are occasions where we still should play that three and I think in the summer he'll try and sign players that can play in both systems because we're not going to have a huge amount of money to spend we're not going to have 10 new faces coming I don't think so the ones that he does sign have really got to be flexible and possibly play in more than one position I mean we were heavily linked with Maitland Niles weren't we last summer we were. And I think one of the big reasons behind that was that he could play in the middle or in midfield. So I'm expecting to see him sign players that are flexible. I'm also expecting us to use the loan market very well. It's worked for us in the past where we've had loan to buyers. 
Um, think Bolle, Jota, Jimenez, Johnny, Dendonka. So I want to see us use that that system um, again because I don't want to see if we're trying to improve our squad. It would be a real shame if a couple of our bigger and better players had to leave to try and raise money for that. Yeah, you want to be adding to it, not taking them away. So also probably to bear in mind, I know that he wants to increase the size of the squad. Um, so I'm hoping that there's not a huge amount of outgoings, really, because it's additions that we need rather than outgoings. Who do you expect to go, Paul? <sighs> Obviously, there was worry that about people trying to steal Neto. That's not going to happen. I, I don't think Raul, Raul, we've got to worry about Raul because he's coming, coming back from fitness. Um so who do you think's good? I mean, the two likely ones for me, Rafamir, we can raise money from, but some people want to see him given a chance at Wolves. There's Traore, Will Neves, will this be the, the, the summer that Neves moves? There's always one big one that goes out, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see Neves move. I want to see him have a good rest. I think yeah. he really needs a good rest. The one thing that people who want to buy Traore have got massively in their favour is that he's going into the last year of his contract. And I don't know what's going on with this situation, but you can't let a player go into the last 12 months of his contract now. Yeah. It just gives him and the perspectives all the power. And if you cast your mind back to, say, December 2019, he was arguably one of the best players in the whole league. Yeah. we could have named our price for him at that point. But now that value would have dramatically decreased. So to answer your question, Dave, he's the one I would worry about the most, but I don't want to see him go. I want to see him form a partnership with Jimenez again. And I think I've, I've, always, thought, I've always thought with the Dharma as well, I think that Nuno just gets him. And yeah. I think for him, he knows that, Nuno gets him, and I think they have quite a special relationship. Um, so he's I think, like a think to him. yeah. So I think for him, and you could argue he's not being, but I think the the impacts and when he came on against the Brighton, against the Brighton, Brighton last week, that just showed every Wolves fan who may have been doubting him a little bit what value he brings to that team. And I think we saw it again there today. And I think the the down, not the downfall, but. He's not had the support that he has did have last year with Raul and Doherty and Jota and things that he's not had that to get the best out of him almost. Exactly. And I think we're so lucky to have him. I mean, how many players can you name that have played for us that genuinely get you off your seat when, you, when you're watching him? His pace, uh, his skill, just blistering. Um, and I feel lucky that we get to watch him. Apparently they've offered him um, they've offered him some more money, but he's not near where he wants. And he's, uh, you know, would you just offer him the money to, to to get to get that contract signed? So at least at the selling, we're going to get more money back for him. Because like you're saying, at the moment the valuation from what we were talking about last summer has got to have been halved. Yeah, it's probably a fair estimate. So yeah, yeah we need to get him tied down. Stop all the speculation about that. And I'm sure they're already on the case for new additions. It's no secret that that, that needs to happen. Um, 
to a really good standard. Like when we first got promoted, we need to have a transfer window like um, when we first went up to the Premier League. I think it's an absolutely massive transfer window. And Paul, um, we're going to talk about um, the window and stuff in future shows, which maybe you can come on and, and join in because you do always add a lot of value into your, your comments. To finish off with your man of the match and your performance rating. Hands down, Connor, man of the match. <laughs> Thought he defended on his own at, at times. Match rating. I was gonna say I was gonna say six, but I'm gonna just err on the side of caution and say five. I thought that we actually produced some good stuff going forwards at times, but we just weren't clinical enough, and also we contributed to our own downfall with two two mistakes that led to goals. Absolutely brilliant, and Paul, thanks for waiting patiently uh, today to get on. I really appreciate it. Sometimes we're up early, sometimes we're up towards the end. Uh, but you always make some fantastic points, really intelligent uh, comments. And uh, hopefully we can get you on another one before the end of the season. I've only got two more to go. Um, so just thanks again for uh, for taking the time to join us again this evening, mate. No, you're welcome. And uh, thanks for having me again. Well, okay, Speak to you soon, Paul. Have yeah, a great mate. week, mate. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And last but not least... We have, he's back from injury. He's back, <laughs> back late substitution on today. Mate, it's great to have you back on the show, Jason. How's Thank things? You. All right, all right. It's, it's, it's all right. I haven't been on much because obviously I've had a baby and she's getting bigger now and stronger and we've moved house as well. So I live in this hornet infested old post office. So it's been uh, it's been quite challenging, but... The internet connection is holding up, so I am, mm. uh, yeah, I'm back. Fantastic. Um, Absolutely. Well, it's good to have you back anyway. I think we've, we've all missed you on here, but glad to see that you and the family are all doing well as well. Yes. And you've had, you've done your, your walk and you've had your haircut and all of this stuff as well. So you tell everyone about that, Jace. Listen, charity's been brilliant. So we did a walk from Birmingham Children's Hospital to New Cross, uh, 16 miles. We did that with Bolle and that raised over £10,000. That was amazing. The book has raised over 20000 so that's been amazing. So unlike everyone else, I want lockdown to continue because we're raising more money for charity than we've ever raised. <laughs> uh, uh, but, it's, but it's just been incredible, I've got to say. And do you know what? It's not down to me. It's down to all the people that continue to give so generously because it's just been incredible so i want to thank everyone who's donated supported and said kind words because it means so much yeah well well done for everything that you're doing as well and it's great thank to you. see so um on to the football i feel like we've not do we you've probably got a lot to talk about jace because we know that you want to talk and we also there's a lot of there's a lot of things that have gone on since we last spoke to you well, listen, I'll be completely honest today. It was quite frustrating for me. Look, you've only got to look at Tottenham and they have got a good front line. Look, they've got Bale, Kane, Son. Listen, they've got some unbelievable players and they're underachieving, by the way. But then you look at the mood in the camp. Then Mourinho's gone and Mourinho was the spearhead for them. The manager's gone and it, and it must be so difficult. So we're catching them now um, on a bit of a... You know, it's quite uh, uh, the, the, the mood in the camp's not great. And for me today, if we've got a striker up top or two, we're going to draw that game. We've had a few chances. Jackie Oatley put a tweet out, and you could see where she put the graphic out, and Troy's about to cross it, and there's no one in the box. 
you know what? Listen, I get on his back. It's silver for me. He just frustrates me. At the end of the day, there's people saying, oh, he's only 18. Give him slack. You know, he didn't choose the 35 million price tag. Of course, he didn't choose the 35 million price tag. But at the end of the day, he's in the firing line. We need a striker. We haven't got one. You know what? You can't put all the blame on him. But he's got a chance today from 10 yards out and he puts it wide. From 10 Do you not yards, think he did that with his left foot rather than tried to hit it with his right foot? The weight was coming across him. Just put your foot straight through it. Oh. Oh. But I, I haven't it was, he's, he's disappeared out the green screen. The thing, the, it was going a bit crackly at one point, so maybe the internet's not great. I, hopefully, it'll be. Uh, we'll be back anytime soon. So, uh, just whilst uh, we wait for Jason to uh, to get back on, let's just change the back drop a little bit, and then he should be. Uh, hopefully, should be back on very very soon. Um, listen, I'm I'm hearing that's Fabio Silva's agent. Has intervened there, <laughs> like the ground. Mendes, and, Mendes uh, has come on. I'm sure he'll be back in a second. But he was talking, obviously, about the uh, the chances with uh, Fabio Silva and stuff like that. And Amy, I'm I'm sure we're going to do uh, a podcast very soon where we're going to review the season, um, do our you know our player of the season, our highs and lows, which I think we'll you know maybe we'll make that one into a live as well. Um, you know, Fabio Silva. Um, he was a bit disappointed today, but I've been quite positive in the last few games with his movement and and his effort. Yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've, to be fair, have been quite behind Fabio since um, since he came. And I think, you know, you've got to see the bigger picture. I guess I get Jason's point in the fact that it's, you know, frustrating in the, the way that he's maybe not scoring goals that people would expect. Um, I do think he had a little bit of an off day today, but I still think some of the movement and the, he, he wants to be there. Um, and I think you can't take that away from him. He's trying, he's trying really hard. Um, and he will come good. He's just, he's young and he will come good. I'm sure of it. So you can't, you've got to get off his back a bit, I think. And what did you make of Hoover's performance uh, tonight? Because, you know, he's uh, getting a start, getting a chance. Um, I don't know. I'm still. I still think he's got a lot to learn. I think um, that position is never really settled. It was quite. It was so concrete, wasn't it? The wing back position last season with Doherty and Johnny, and the they've never been replaced in mine. I think Samado's good going up on the attack, but I think he struggles in defence. Um, quite a lot and I think that's probably the trend um, moving from La Liga to the Premier League is obviously Premier League is a lot more of um, a physical league um, than La Liga so I, yeah what, what were you going to say yeah go on carry on I was, yeah, oh, I was, I was kind of finished my point <laughs> yeah well we are good Jason's just logging back in now at, at, so we'll get him back on I'll just change the back screen again and we'll get him back on Jason, we do know, we have been told, I've had a communication about why that happened. Apparently, Fabio Silva's agent pulled the plug on you there. Look at this haunted crypto I live in now. I don't even know what's up there. Um, I've got to be completely honest with you, right? Yeah, I do get on his back. And you was about to say then it was on his wrong foot. Listen, Dave, 35 million quid. Someone has come up with that figure. Somebody has come up with that figure. Somebody on this planet has come up with that figure. 
left foot, right foot. It's got to go. It's got to hit the target. He's put it wide. It's got to hit the target. He's a striker, not a defender, not a midfielder. You look, right, at the goalkeeper uh, that scored for Liverpool today. Look at that header, right? Fantastic ever, header. Right, you tell me, can you ever imagine, be honest, can you ever imagine a cross coming into the box and silver heading that? Like that? He could throw his locks at it. Look, whether we criticise him or we don't or whatever, or we think he's great and he's one for the future, he isn't one for the future, right? Because if he was one for the future, he'd be put out on loan, right? You know, people are saying um, that... Look, the, so the frustrating thing is, who do we play? Who do we put in, right? We, as soon as Raul got injured, we should have found someone, got someone, had someone. And we should have what? already had someone. We were saying, before, I mean, we've all talked about... In the two previous seasons, if Raul gets injured for a sustained period yeah. of time, he's the one player we can't replace, and we haven't. We were six when he got injured. And, and this this was the risk with having a small squad. And you look at all the great clips of the last two years. We've had two fantastic years of supporters who've gone to Europe. We've all enjoyed. Look at the great football. Balls into the box. Raul header. Volleys. The build-up play has all been fantastic. And, it, and we seem to have lost it. So you've got Traore and, like I said, the Jackie Outley point where there, there was no one in the box. And it seems that, you know, everything's slowed down. The build-up play slowed down. There's no pivotal point. There's no target, man. Um, you know, OK, I'll answer this. He's one for the future. He scored four, mate. One's a penalty. One, he's had bounce off him. Yeah. The one at West Brom at home. Good finish. And the other goal was a very good finish, right? But there's one that's bounced off him. One's a penalty. So it's all right saying he scored four. So he scored four goals for 35 million quid. He doesn't set the price tag. I understand that. But I just think we need so much more. That was a game today with a striker we could have got a point out of. Now, what if we're playing for Europe today? What then? Are we still going to make excuses? There's the, we can't give excuses. Rafa Mia, he's at that club in Spain, Huesca, I think it is, right? Ripping it up. Where's the clause to bring him back? Would you have him back, Jason? Yeah, Would you have him back in the summer? Would you say... We need to play form players who've got confidence. That's what we need to do. So, for example, Morgan Gibbs-White today. Once again, I'm not his biggest fan. However, um, with Morgan, to be fair to him, he's a confidence player. And we see that with players like him and Traore. So, why take Morgan Gibbs-White off today when Dendonka's not having a great game? Why, why not keep Morgan Gibbs-White on? He'd just been put into his position where he can push forward and move forward and he's been taken off. And to be fair to him, that this was a game today where he could have thrived on 90 minutes for his confidence. And listen, Silva's had a lot of chances. I'm not going to... Listen, I'm 43 years of age. I'm not going to sit here and, and you know, I'm, I understand he's 18. I understand he didn't do the price tag. But a game like today, a proven striker scoring goals... And it's all right saying he's one for the future. So next season, right, is Raul going to come back the same player? We don't I know. Hope, I hope he does. Well, I, I hope he does as well. Because we've got to sign a centre forward who scores goals. Um, well, you've got Thomas Howard that says saw Rafa score that 30-yard. But then you've listen, got him. Mears no better than Jose. OK. Yeah, well, listen, William Jose, he looked good in Spain. But, but the Spanish league's a much slower game. Now, Rafa Mir is doing really well in Spain. But for me, he's a player playing with confidence. And I think that's what we need. And do you know what? When a player plays with confidence, their game changes completely. And 
you know, it must be frustrating for someone like Traore, who the wingers now and, or, you know, the midfield players do get judged on assists. And how are they going to get assists if there's, you know, no one up there to convert them? And this is the frustrating thing. Corbiano, however you pronounce it, give him some game time. You know, he's had eight minutes today. What's he going to do in eight minutes? Well, yeah, I've been looking forward to him playing as well, mate. And they've given him eight minutes today. What's all that about? Bring him on what at half time and say, look, we've got nothing to lose. Go, you know, go and put your name in lights. For me, Silva's had a lot of chances. You know, he's, he's had a lot of chances. Okay, take 35 million away, right? Take that away. Take the price tag away. If we're signing for 15 million, he's still not ripping up trees. He's 18, he's one for the future. You know, we've had a season. You go on social media, oh, listen, it's just vitriol on there. No one's happy with the season. It's been this, it's been that. They all need a rest. They need this, they need that. He shit, he shit. Take him out. He's got to go. I get it. I understand it. Yeah, if I sometimes go on at Silver, oh, he's 18, you've got to give him time. Well, you've just moaned all season that we've had a shit season and we're in the bottom half. Why? Because we haven't got a striker up front. That's why. Am I, am I speaking dog shit? I'm, I'm, I'm being honest, am I? No, exactly. Um, what would you like to see happen in the uh, in the summer window then, Jason? What for you? Well, for me, um, listen, I'm all for um, going for untapped Portuguese talent because, listen, Neto, Neves, we'd never heard of some of these players and they're absolutely world-class, right? They are. You know, Neto's going to have an amazing career, as is Neves. But, you know, let's... let's uh, and, and I, I believe I've heard a few rumours that they're going to look at the, you know, young English players. And, and you know what? Give these guys a chance. I think it, it seems to have worked uh, to a degree. It's been a really frustrating season, but I think we need to change it around. I think we need a bigger squad. I think they do need to, um, you know, look at the English market more than the European market. And you know what? Sometimes it's not a bad thing to get an experienced player in as well. And I know that, you know, a lot of the players that we sign, I'm not going to lie, I'm not now a football guru. I've never heard of. Right. And some of them do surprise us. Look at Jota. Jota is the best player I have ever seen in a wolf shirt. And I can say that in supporting the club for nearly 30 years. Diogo Jota is the best player I've ever seen in a wolf shirt. And it's lovely when that happens. Um, but do you know what? I think I think we just got to change it a little bit with with with, you know, English players and look at that market. Like they said, they're going to. We definitely need a bigger squad. You know what? Should we be relying on an 18-year-old striker to salvage our season? No, we shouldn't. That's not fair on him. It's not fair on him as a young lad. I do understand and get it, but when he's putting the firing line, you know, we reserve the right to criticise or praise him wherever due. And when he's when he's done well, I've praised him. But it's frustrating. It is frustrating as Wolves fans when today, if we've got an experienced striker on, you know, that could have been, look, if we get that to 2-1, all of a sudden, Spurs are going to change their game against us, right? They're going to start panicking a bit. It can all change then. Then all of a sudden, you're looking at a potential 2 all draw. It's not going to make a difference to our season, but we've got to look at the bigger picture with this. I don't want to see players not trying. I don't want to see players, you know, we, we, you, we can all use that expression, they're on the beach. I don't, I don't want to use that. I, don't, I want players who, who are at Wolves to play for the club passionate. You know what? Silver should be knocking people out of the way to get that ball in the back of the net. He should be barging people. He should be smashing people about. I don't see it. I don't see it. That's quite... I'm quite I love the fact that you'd say how it, uh, how it is, mate. 
I mean, there's some uh, there's some key decisions to be made, isn't there, in the summer with the uh, transfers in and out and who we're going to keep, like Vettina. Have you seen enough of him? Jose, would you send him back? You know, Aitnori Nor- is another one. I think Jose was always a stopgap, right? Yeah. I think we know that. Like I said, I think he'd done well in Spain. Um, he's an experienced striker in Spain. Um realistically uh, for him you know like i said the, the spanish game is a lot slower than the english game okay um then you've got like Aitnori. i mean it's touted that we're going to be signing him for 20 million quid he's a good player once again but everyone's now 15 20 million everyone anyone who we're linked with 20 25 million are they worth it we'll never we'll never ever know unless we sell them for more money then we know they are worth it um but that's the way the the, the transfer fees have escalated to um, look, I just think they've got it. the most important thing for me. They've got to increase the squad size. I think that's very, very important. We've been caught mm-hmm. out now too many times, and and we shouldn't be piling the pressure on an eighteen-year-old. You know, we shouldn't be you know looking at certain players for certain things. Listen, we've got Connor Cody at the back. He had a fantastic game today, by the way. You don't need to ask me the question because I'm eating into time. I get it. Give him man of the match today. I think he was absolutely fantastic. But then alongside him, you've got. This season, we've had, obviously, Willie Bolly, who's a recognised centre-half, and he's probably been our best defender over the last two or three years. We recognise that because he's a recognised centre-half. But then when you pair these players with Dendonka, who's a midfielder, Saiz, who's a midfielder, they're, of course, not going to play to the full potential because they're being played out of position. So I think we need to look at the spine of the team. I think we need to look at two proven centre-halves. I think we need to look at a proven centre-midfielder on the basis that Joe Martino, now he's nearly as old as me, and Ruben Neves might be gone soon. And then you've got to look at a centre-forward as well. And I think we need to concentrate on the spine. And I think, you know, there's obviously big rumours now about Rui Patricio leaving as well. So it's going to be a huge summer for Wolves. I'm not one of these people, spend money, do this, do that. But it's a big, big summer for Wolves because of the players that potentially might be going out. Yeah. they just got to spend wisely. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. What would you give the performance rating? Sorry, go on, Amy. You were going to say there. No, I was just, I was just going to say that they've got to. It's all rumourville, isn't it? We hear these rumours, and until they're kind of on that ship sailing elsewhere, it is. Yeah. You can get caught up in a lot of things online, can't you? I think we none of us would have thought Joshua and Doherty were the two that would go last year, and they've gone and arguably haven't really been replaced. Uh, they haven't been replaced. So, Doherty, he hasn't had a great season at Spurs. We know that. Jota has, has been good at Liverpool. That's a fact, right? And you keep those two players and it's a completely different team. And, you know, f- for me, I think they did really well for Wolves. Would we want Doherty back? Probably not, now. I think that ship sailed and he was getting on a bit and it was good money for him. Um, but Jota, if we could turn the clock back, would any of us want to sell Jota? And people were moaning, he's inconsistent. He's got one good game in three and all that, right? But I didn't see that. I just saw a fantastic player. And on his day, he was a world beater for me. And do you know what? He's just going to go. He's just going to have a fantastic career. Um, Sadly, he's picked up an injury today, which could keep him out of the Euros, which is a shame for him. Well, it is a shame for him because he's an amazing player. And, you know, but but I, I, I was just gutted when he left the club, to be honest. And Listen, I just think if we'd have that £45 million was good business, I've said before, um, on this show, Dave, I just, I just wished now we would have invested that money better because we, we, 
in my opinion, we haven't invested that money at all. I think you're right. Um, obviously, people saying Jota wanted to go. I think we acknowledge that. Um, I don't, look, when, when the Premier League champions come knocking on your door, of course he wants to go. But that was the quality of, 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 of Diogo Jota. You know, it, of course, there was, I'm sure there was a lot of clubs linked with him. I mean, who was linked with Silva when we signed Silva? Because everyone goes on about he's one for the future, he's this, he's that, he's that. Who else was linked with him? Tell me. Because I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know, and I, I, I've just, obviously just for I think a lot came out of the, some of the players that we've brought on loan, and like uh, Silver and Jota, because obviously because of the, the rules changing on uh, young players that you can bring in. I think they tried to bring them in then. I think yeah. in this summer we haven't got to be bringing players in for the future. We've got to be bringing players in that are going to make a difference now in the team. Exactly. Uh, and it's going to be. It's uh, uh, we need a bigger squad. I think Nuno's acknowledged that. I think he's going to go to this four-two-three-one formation, and then have the three-four-three and the three-five-two. Uh, who goes out and who comes in? It's the it's the biggest summer transfer window that Wolves have had since uh, since promotion, and and how that goes is going to have a massive effect on our season next year. And I just hope we get it right. And um, I think who was the guy that left? That um, we've never really replaced the transfer. What was his name? Um, the not Bull, in the um, who was involved with the transfers, Thelwell. Yeah, and he was very underrated in what he did, and we haven't really replaced him properly. Listen, I've said this before. Um, George Mendes pulls a lot of strings at walls. He's the puppet master behind everything, right? Whether we want to believe it or not, and whether these players are contracted to him, he's their agent or not, he plays a massive, massive part at walls. Our folks and a footballing brand, no. Why is Mendes the advisor? Because he's the football brains and knowledge behind it all. So, listen, look, he's, he's come up with some great, great deals. Neto, Neves, Matinho at 5 million quid, Patricio at 16 million quid. Listen, we, we've stole these players. But what we're going to remember is there's going to be a certain element and a certain number of players who are there purely on a financial deal, right? That, 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 that's a fact. There's going to be players drafted into that club purely financially not for the player pure well the, the the player will get a good deal out of it but so now and again we've got to appreciate we're going to have a duff one they're not all going to be netto they're not all going to be nevers they're not all going to be jota they're not um but listen in nuno we trust i'm a big fan of nuno i think he can you know i hope we have a good season next season and don't underestimate the power of us supporters by the way don't underestimate how we can change and influence the result of matches with that, because that's another thing, you know, it, it's been so difficult for the players and managers and, you know, we've got to acknowledge that. And I said to you before, Dave, there could be players who've signed and played for Wolves that are never going to play in front of a crowd, you know, at my no, it's sad, isn't it? And, and yeah. hopefully, hopefully we're going to get the crowd back. Um, I'm not sure. Are you at the last match of the season, Jason? Well, uh, I got offered my WV1 ticket and I got offered it for £180 plus VAT, and I think that's an absolute disgrace. And whether people can afford it or they can't afford it, I can't even justify it. Because at the end of the day, £180 plus VAT to watch, and it's going to be a nothing game in terms of, look, like I said, on the beach, call it what you want, £216. I'm not doing it on principle. There's no way I am paying £216 when I can watch it in the comfort of my own home or down the pub and feel as pissed off 
<laughs> absolutely i've not taken up the option as well mate so um well, to it, go, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any of us a lesser fan by the way it's all about choice and it's all right saying oh the ticket prices are too high let's all demonstrate let's all stand on our feet let's all not go to the matches it doesn't work that way because passion yeah. takes over and people will go to the matches whatever if they charge down at that ground a hundred pound for every ticket they'd still sell as many as they needed to listen it's all about passion Absolutely, and Agreed. it's a great way to, uh, to finish it off. Jason, thank you so much for joining us tonight. No it's great to have you back thank on. Thank you. Uh, no well problem. done with the, work and, the, uh, and the move as well, buddy. Brilliant, yeah. And I'll be seeing you on the 31st as well. Yes, you oh, are you playing? I'm playing, yeah. Dave's playing, I'm not. We're, we're <laughs> in the same team. Dave, don't get scoring. George Mendes might sign you up. I oh, know, I'll play number 10, you know, man. So uh, Manny's playing as well. Flipping heck, I'll never see the ball then. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, but we'll talk more about that in upcoming shows. It's a charity game raising money for uh, for mental health, but we'll talk more about that as we go. But yeah, no, mate, looking forward to being in the squad with you, buddy. Brilliant, yeah, good to see you. And you guys keep up the great work you do. Um, you too. Everyone appreciates it, you know, and uh, thank you for asking me. I'm sorry, I really appreciate it too. All right, mate, and uh, best to you and the family too, mate. Thank you. See you later. See you later. Cheers, Bye. I love silver, really. I love silver. <laughs> there we go. And that's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've enjoyed it uh, tonight. Final words from you, Amy, to finish off on? Two more games to go and we're there. Do you know what? You're absolutely right. Two more, two more games. We've made season. it. We've made, we've, it. We've, we've made it to the end of the season. And Blossom making a last dish appearance <laughs> hope you've enjoyed the show tonight please smash a like to the video thank you very much to, uh, to all my guests tonight and for spider vpn and of course my lovely co-host amy and we'll see you on the next one real soon from ourselves myself and amy always oh. wolves It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.